It's time for Season 13 of the Old Barn Hockey Show on Fox Sports 1460, iHeartRadio, Caps Radio 24-7, and also available via podcast on the iHeartRadio app, SoundCloud, or Apple Podcast. The Bears, the Caps, the Cubs, the Flyers, the Pens, the AHL, the NHL, and everything from the world of hockey. Hosting the barn are the Skoman, Frank Schofield, the PR director, and teddy bear king, Brock Kirshner, and the voice of the Hershey Bears, Zach Fish. Now, here are the boys. show Easter uh, Easter week Brock Holy week coming up Well it's a holy week now isn't it Yeah This is the holy this week This is starting yes Right Yep Palm Sunday is over in the holy week Right He rises on Friday Right No Wednesday No Sunday 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 He's crucified on Friday That Friday That's it I'm a recovering catholic just so you know I was an altar boy. Did you know that? No, I did not. I can't picture that. I'm trying to. I can't. Uh, back in the studio with us. Uh, good to have you back, Mr. Fish. It's good to be back. Zach it's good Fish. To be, good to be home in our own beds. And What a year you have trip. had. It's been a wild year, that's for sure. But, you know, hopefully the best is yet to come. But good to be back after that hellacious travel in Charlotte and then going and finally getting 3,000 out of the way to take three or four this week. Man, my own bed felt so good this week. Good to see the family and good to be back home. So Zach Fish, oh. uh, voice of your Hershey Bears. And to my right, to your left, uh, my little compadre, <laughs> little, little Brock Kirshner. And then uh, Art Selby, um, man in the controls, keeping us up, getting us down, making us sound great. Hey, boys. What's a good word, Art? Art, give me the good word about your family in Easter week. What's something you look forward to? Uh, ham. Filling. Food. Ham? So yeah. you do the ham. Do you do the scalloped potatoes? Um, Not really, no. Mm. Mashed potatoes. But dinner at the house. Everybody comes over? Uh, usually, yeah. yeah. How about you, Zach? I look forward to wherever the Face hockey off. world has put me. No. <laughs> we have a game on Sunday. If it's uh, if outside of Christmas, if it's a holiday in the season, it's it's a great thing. There's not a lot that gets done because it could be a do you, game do you like central pa do you like like now that you live here like because you, you've lived in a bunch of places right oh yeah i love right. it this is this is home to me my wife and i love the community it's, it's been fantastic to us right. yeah it's it's it really i mean six years now i feel like we're really ingrained in the community but there's still so like, much that we have to do so yeah we we absolutely love it we live in palmyra like bruce boudreau did not sell his house like no. he's coming back home here when oh, he's yeah. done making his 20 million dollars a year for the next four years yeah, I mean, that's the type of place it is. That's the type of place it is. And it's a really cool place I want his to house. raise a family. Really cool place to raise a family. I want to be on the uh, yeah, I, on the hole there. In the back at, of the green. At, uh, at the uh, Hershey Country Club. Yeah. My uh, living rooms probably, you know, wouldn't even, uh, Bruce's living room, I should say, wouldn't even fit it's, in my house. How, how is his team doing, his uh, nice junior house. team? They, they're done. They yeah, done? they're finished. They, yeah. they had a good. I mean, I guess we do say in the intro we talk about the Cubs. Probably should focus on that a little more. But they had a good season. They made the playoffs. Uh, they got it was best of three, right? And Utica yeah. was yep. a team they were playing. This was maybe what a month ago now, Brock. Yeah, um, yep. They were playing Utica, and they they got to best of three, even though Utica was a heavily favored team. And 
real good season considering how slow they started to to be a playoff team. Kudos to them. They're already recruiting and signing guys for for next year. So great to have them at the community. Uh, you know, they didn't quite get five thousand people a game at the arena like Frank said they would, but the five hundred yeah, or so just they got. That's another one game. of my awful hot takes <laughs> that yeah. that people are used to now. That was a that was a Frank take right there. It was, uh, it, yeah, like you said, they little slow start. But wait a to the second, season. hold on. That was based on Bruce Boudreau coaching the team, being on the bench. He was in the stands. I think that's okay, even but, better. Before he got a job, and okay, but that's fair. He was in the stands schmoozing with you. You could sit there and have a conversation with the guy. You didn't even need to see him coach. Could have had court. He had his Hershey Cubs hoodie on and was enjoying. I don't think he was enjoying a beverage, but his Hershey Cubs hoodie on was the life <laughs> of the party. Been. He might have been. Yeah. You don't know. <laughs> but good on the Cubs. A All little right. belated, but good first season. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Hershey Bears. Obviously, before this weekend happened, um, there was a lot going on with this club. You had some travel issues. That was fun. The team was... On a roller coaster that was kind of up and down. How fun was it, Zach? I mean, look, I've dealt with some travel issues before, but uh, it, I had the American Airlines app on my phone, and I woke up to, uh, 3 a.m. notification that our flight was canceled, and thought, "Oh boy, I'm sure Beaker just got the same notification. He's going to have some work to do here." And we came down waiting to see what was going to happen. We still were all dressed. 9 a.m. We we're supposed to leave for the airport. This is uh, we played Saturday night. This is Sunday morning. Didn't play until right. Tuesday, right, in Bridgeport. So, long story short, that flight was canceled. Some sort of hack or computer glitch. I don't know what it was. But The whole they, Midwest was yeah, locked down, right? They, they couldn't get us out into Newark, where we were supposed to fly to and bust to Bridgeport, until Tuesday. The game's Tuesday at 10 a.m. That's not going to work. So, that point, it was who in Bible Belt country can get us a bus that day to get us to Bridgeport. That's already a long mm. trip. Or even just to Hershey to spend the night and then get on our bus that we normally take that was supposed to meet us after the flight. The next day, well, the bus company said, hey, we'll get you at 8. Supposed to get there at 8. Uh, supposed to come get us at 8 p.m. So to get out of our hotel, kill some time. Luckily, right. the weather was great in Charlotte. 6.30, that bus company calls and says, for whatever reason, they can't do it. So then we're going, oh, boy. Thank goodness no one took our hotel rooms. The hotel was able to get us right back in our rooms oh that we were God. in previously. Like, my room wasn't even clean because they had no demand for it. So that's, that's fine. Some- I was able to slide right back in. Next day. 13 hours on the bus between two buses with a switch in Hershey. So long day, uh, but made it, and they won the game. Those are always the games I found, the ones where you have the stupidest situations, travel, disaster. Remember a couple years ago, we were 0-5 to start the season, and we needed a goaltender, and we wound up dressing our good guy, local guy, Patty Carey, and you're thinking, oh, man, like we don't even have two goaltenders for the game. We can't win right now. What else is going to go wrong? You always seem... To win those games, and of course the Bears got win three thousand finally out of the way after all those travel shenanigans. What's uh? What does everybody do to kill time? Like when when you're in that situation and you literally have to kill time, you have to kill hours and hours, and you've already done the stuff that you normally kill time with. Yeah, I mean, I talked to Frank on the phone, um, which we'll get to, I'm sure. But uh, no, we we had. Uh, Luckily, we were in a good part of Charlotte. There was a little bit off the beaten path in a, in a nice area that had a mall across the way. There was a pool at our hotel. The hotel was great, kind of let us stick around. Uh, the guy spent some time out by the pool. Uh, there was a big hornet's nest that no one knew about that all the hornets actually came out and sent the guys scattering from what I heard. But no bite, uh, you know, no stings, no bites. Everyone was okay. But, uh, yeah, at the mall, uh, meals, you know, walking around. Just I, I worked in baseball, and we would right. not get late checkout. In the summer, and they would literally, the bus would take us. We'd leave the hotel at 11, wouldn't have to be to the field till 3 or 4 for early work, and then a 7 o'clock game. You're playing every day, right? It's baseball. They'd drop us off at a mall, and they'd say, here you go. 
you know, we'll see you in three hours, and right. you'd hope the mall had a movie theater so you could go catch a movie. So this is pro hockey. Sleep We're not quite theater, like that, right? but yeah, I did do that one time. Right. I might have been a little bit hungover. I'm sure but, people do. Oh, yeah. I might have been a little bit hungover back in the day in my college days. But, yeah, this this situation, luckily, Jesus, it was— Zach, Don't it was, give up too much. Don't oh, give up too much. I was 21 at once. <laughs> Some <laughs> people still have I'm to I'm a keep, decade beyond that right. now. I can't keep up anymore. I can't either. I was talking about some of the other day. I was like, I don't even know why I drink. <laughs> Nothing happens. Can't figure it out anymore, you know? So the Bears going into this weekend, um, pretty much you were starting to hear, boy, they got after a good weekend. We, we're going to need a must-win weekend. We're going to need a couple. Are we at must-win game yet? I think I asked Brock, and he's like, no, not there yet, but we're getting close. And then we pull out a couple nice wins this weekend. Started out a little rough, but then after that, with Le- the Lehigh Valley game, but then after that, you know, we kind of got into it and uh, got a couple wins and some points on the board there, Brock. Yeah, and that's the thing, you know, those Lehigh Valley games, like we, we've got to get a game out there. Luckily, Lehigh Valley. Is, What's with that building? It, well, if you remember a couple of years ago, we had the same kind of situation with Syracuse. We had like two, three right. years that we could not win there. Um, and just a tough game Friday. Can't, really can't get out of our, our own zone in the entire third. Um, but they were working and... Luckily, the Phantoms keep pushing to the to the bottom of the division here, so those are not necessarily yeah. must-win games right now. That could have been, you know, looking back two weeks, that could a have been a loss. very different situation. Yeah, but coming back home then on Saturday night, and I, and I was not at the game on Saturday night. Full disclosure, I had, a, I had an event, I had a show, um, so I had to work. But uh, lo and behold, I heard everyone said the Saturday night's game was off the hook fantastic. Could be best game of the year. Yeah, I think it was definitely one of the best team performances of the season. Phoenix Copley set the tone and was Three very periods, good in goal. All effort, all in. You know, physically imposing, dominating. I didn't think Springfield had an answer. You know, Dylan McElrath threw a gorgeous open ice hit. You don't see a ton of those anymore. And you got goals from unlikely sources and a guy like McElrath who scored. Um, and you got goals from... He had some nice shots yesterday from the point. He's a good player. He's, he's he got played. a little more offense than he brings to the table as far as point production goes. He's the type of guy that I think you know scores a big goal in the playoff series. The type of guy that's built for the playoffs. So I like having him on the roster. But you get unlikely sources like him scoring and then you get the cast of characters. Your best players have to be your best players. Mike Vecchioni was first star at three points. Alexi Protis is coming on. He had three points as well. And a great crowd, 8,600. Um, you know, felt biggest... like a playoff atmosphere, and the Bears rose to the occasion. Yeah, I heard it was one of the biggest crowds that we've had in a while, but it was fantastic. No, it, from the beginning to end, just a great, great game in so, so many aspects. Um, I, I thought Copley played extremely well, had a ton of really tight saves. That he really had to be on and cover and and really um, making a lot of quick movements to protect uh, the net. Just just fantastic so, effort. Zach, I want to ask you about a player, Springfield, Dakota Joshua, uh, Dakota Joshua. Yep, dude is a house. It's a big boy. Boy, big boy moves well. Twenty five games you, in, in NHL this year. Yeah, I mean he's got to be. He had to be the tallest kid on both teams yesterday. Like the biggest kid. He gets up and down the ice well for a big guy and look like if. You're and then gonna, he wasn't a defenseman, and I'm like, who is this guy? Yeah, he's a he's a guy that they like in St. Louis. Their general manager Doug Armstrong was at both games this weekend, taking it in. You know, obviously playoff run. You never know. You need to know where your prospects are at, and they have guys like Nathan Walker that are up there. There might be opportunities for guys. So getting to see him, getting to see James Neal's obviously down. Could he contribute to them? Uh, give the Bears a lot of credit for, holy cow, shutting down that yeah, top line of Springfield. Got to mention that. But I like Dakota Joshua. You know, I 
I grew up a St. Louis fan, so I still casually follow them. And he's a guy that they're very, very tall, high Brock. on. Very he high on. Big. Yeah. He was meaty. Yeah. Yeah, because if you're talking tall, you could say, you know, James Neal. But that's, tall, this, like is, this is no, very this, different. He was almost like Lindros-like. Like, he was just, like, massive. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, Zach just said, like, shutting down Neal this weekend was amazing, especially in overtime on Sunday. You know, they line up for overtime, and James Neal is out there, and you're just like, uh, Neil, Neil Anis Pekka is probably the best line in the league. I mean, yeah. that, that Pekka's is, played all year, though, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Pe- Pekka's a, he's a great American League player. He's a journeyman. Yeah. yeah, but he's he's put up 40 points in a bunch of stops. This is a career year for him, though, and Anis right. has always been – He's a lot of people think he's too small for the NHL. That's why he hasn't got that shot, but you know, St. Louis liked him and signed him after he tore it up in Minnesota. A real good college player, a real good American League player. I mean, those three together, that's as good as it gets, and they had some success against the Bears in that building, but – you know, Springfield all year long. It might have been the Bears in Springfield for wanting two in the division. It was earlier this year before, of course, the call-ups and injuries hit Hershey and they were unable to sustain it. But Springfield finally knocked out of first place by the Bears this weekend with Charlotte's recent surge. And for me, you know, I just I look at the way the Bears played against the T-Birds. gives me confidence, even though they haven't had success in Lehigh Valley or against Providence that's the top team in the division most of the year, and the Bears picked up a point in every game they played them. They're 4 2 0 against Springfield. Now, you have teams you dominate, you have teams that you struggle against, but you know, that's a really good club, so, and the Bears were great against them in their building and on the road, too. So, standings wise, when you look at, you know, you look at the primer or whatever, the nine points, you know, total combo losses, wins from other teams and your teams, you got to feel pretty good about as you're finishing up here. Yeah, compared to where the Bears were a week ago, I mean, absolutely, you feel pretty good about it because. Other teams were nipping at the heels of the Bears, and the Bears were losing ground, and you were hoping that other teams would not gain ground. And we started to see that. Single-digit numbers, pretty nice. Single-digit is an impressive compared to you know where we were at the start of a week ago. Taking three or four was huge. You had some results go your way. I mean, look at Syracuse; they are really surging. They had a 48 save shutout against Wilkes-Barre Scranton. Penguins could have been neck and neck again with the Bears, but now the Bears don't have a ton of breathing room. But just a little heading into two games coming up these next couple weeks against the Pens, which will be critical for seedings uh, as far as that goes. Well, the, the amount of games you got left, you got to feel like it's it's night and day the where we're this week compared to last week. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think the I mean I thought the game I know the Bears lost a three to nothing lead on Friday in Charlotte, but I feel they were pretty good in that game in a lot of aspects. They just let it get away from them. The next game, they just they didn't have it offensively, and they right. were still right there in the game. You know that was a frustrating one going so, into Bridgeport. That so, goalie change just it was night and day for that game. And Charlotte, we see what a heater they're on right now. I mean, they finally lost. Hartford finally snapped their losing streak. But Charlotte's a real good club that's playing very very well. Again, they have the best, and not to discount any other team, but they have the best of Seattle's prospects and the best of Florida's prospects. That's why we don't have dual affiliates. The American League anymore, at the exception of this year. So they they almost got a little bit of a mega team there, and and you're seeing why. And it's starting to mesh. Well, maybe earlier in the year it wasn't when you're dealing with playing prospects from two organizations. And that's the up and downs of what happens in a season. Oh, I yeah. mean, the, the swings are quick and fast, or they're slow and painful, whichever they may be. Now, Zach, you brought up a situation of you and I last week. Do you want to get into that? Let's do it. Let's do it. So it's good radio. So I, this is what people are waiting for. They're probably mad. <laughs> do, you know, do you really think they're waiting week. for this? Do you really well, think they're waiting for this? I'm sure there's at least one or do two you, of the diehards. You know, the usual five or it. six that that were probably going. Oh, was there no show next week because Zach was too pissed coming? No, we just dun, dun, we dun. were literally on a bus for 14 hours. I could not take a phone <laughs> so call let's, let's and go, hash this out. On that would have been a huge let, fine. 
so obviously my tweets um, hit a sore spot. Fair? I mean, I, w- sure. I would say they struck a nerve, and rightfully nerve. so. Yeah. Rightfully so. Okay. So do you want to? So my first tweet, and first of all, I never knew that anybody even cared about what I wrote or cared about <laughs> what I said. These things are public, folks. That's a good reminder. No, 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 no. And, but then after our conversation, I was like, and then when I heard things about your broadcast, I was like, whoa, what is going on here? Like, what is happening? Um, so my first tweet that I put out there was about how, and we've talked about this on the show a lot, about how the injuries of this club have really hurt where they are right now. 100%. 100%. And that my point was, and I think I said something to the point that it's baked in, um, that no one is accountable because it's baked in, and that's, you know, it is what it is. That was my first tweet. From an organizational from, standpoint. From an organization. From top down, there's me, been no, injuries no one, and call-ups. Yeah, Absolutely. no one's accountable. And and that tweet, I meant that for Bears staff. I meant that for Cap staff. I meant that for overall everything. Like, no one's accountable. Like, when something like that happens, there's not much you can do. It, it plays out its own course. Yeah, that's I a, don't think I said anything wrong in that. No, I I saw that tweet, and it was, you know what, I, I don't think anyone sitting there going, oh, man, we couldn't have done things better um, and not looking at how they could have done things better. But, yeah, it's it's the fact of the matter. Injuries, call-ups, where our lineup was from the beginning of the year when we were in Charlotte to when we were in Charlotte th- that weekend while that was all occurring. It's just absolutely ridiculous how different it is. So, yeah, I didn't take any exception to that. No. So you were fine with that one? Yeah, that was fine. You are f- Frank being Frank. Yeah, I mean. I, you are good being that. Our, our slid, our slide, so, our slide isn't as drastic as you're making it out to be because it was from second to fourth. Oh, that's really, right. You know? I said in the beginning, I haven't seen yeah, a it's fall. Not, it's not like I did we, say that in the it's beginning. Not, and now, look, we weren't playing well, but it's not like we had completely blown things but out. We were going through spot. big losses where we were up and like really bad stuff was happening. Yeah, like, we it, there, it, it, was, it was not a good, yeah, it, 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 a good stretch. It came around that 5-3 game where it wasn't good, but we just... And, we, so then the, the the tweet that got you jacked up was the one that I was responding to. What, what's the kid's name? Schwartz. What's, it, what's Corey. Kid, Corey. Corey Schwartz, he put up a tweet. And I responded to that, agreeing with him, and put that up and responded to it. And I said something to the effect of, yeah, it's tough. Guys want to go home. It, yeah, it's a hard road. Ding, ding. Correct. Ding, the ding. Players right, want, now, the players want to go home. Right. And then I guess you got very upset by that, or the organization got very upset about that. Well, I just look at it this way: like, as a yes or no. For, I mean, look, I'm going to stand <laughs> up for I'm going to stand up for our organization, and I'm going to stand up for players because I watch them every day. And look, I here's here's what I took out of it. So let's, let me explain what I took out of it. You can come on the show, you can come on, you know, Twitter, whatever, and say, look, the Bears just aren't as talented as other teams. The Bears just aren't as good as other teams. They don't have the horses. They don't have this. They don't have that. That's at times probably factual, but we play a system that's allowing us to be right there, even if we don't have the thoroughbreds that other teams do. We don't have a James Neal. You know, all of our guys are up. We don't have a player like that. Scarbos has been hurt. Absolutely. But I'm to not say, disagreeing with you at all. But to say that players want to go home, I think, is the biggest insult you can give a group of guys that work their tails off. Because the way that I read it and the way that other people kind of perceived it was ultimately that the players do not care. The losses are piling up. It is what it is. If they go home April 24th, whatever. They want to get home. They've quit on the season is how I read that as, <laughs> is the losses are they've quit on it. You know, they don't care if they go now, home April 24th. Would you still they go think that if that other tweet was still up, Corey Schwartz's tweet? Because by the way, that was deleted. 
That was hit. What I responded to was deleted. I saw his tweet, and he and I talked about it, and I took his more. Why as, did he delete it? Probably because he heard what I said on the air and was ultimately. You, wanting did to you make, smack him down like you smacked me down? I did not smack him down because I took his more. And again, <laughs> the tweet's not there for me to go back and read. But when I read the two tweets, I took his tweet more as these are piling up. Uh, these losses are piling up. If they don't get it going in the right direction, this could very easily spiral where no one's going to be wearing a jersey in the playoffs. And then I saw yours as, ding, ding, they just want to go home. So I took his as, they got to get it figured out or they're going to miss the playoffs. And and yours is that. So my intent, just so we are clear, it was a macro comment. It has nothing to do with the practice effort or the game effort or per shift fight, or anything like that. That's a big... Because Brock and I have seen this, and you've seen this too. You've seen teams that they're in a tough spot. I've seen teams be done. Well, and, and I responded, you know, that I disagreed. But then you af- did, you came Yeah, back but in. then after talking to you, Frank, I understood more about what you were trying to say in the in the in in an organization get, sense from Zach all the upset. way up top to all the way to the bottom. So I call Zach then in the after... Because I originally took it as as what Zach just, right. so just I, said. So I called him up just to see how he's doing because it was a tough road trip. I was just like, hey, man, how you doing? I knew nothing about your on-air rant that happened on Saturday night. And you're like, and, and you're breathing heavy. And I'm like, oh, man. I was like, what's going on here, Zach? I was like, how you doing? He goes, well, I assume you want to talk about this. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. He, he goes, well, I called you asinine, or I said your statement was asinine, and I went off on the air on the game last night. And then I talked to other people like, oh, yeah, he went nuts on you. And I'm like wait a second, what happened? What's going on here? Like, I didn't know anything that was going on, right? And then you were definitely hot. When I talked to you on the phone, you were definitely hot. I was physically actually hot because I was walking to a mall outside in Charlotte. <laughs> and when Frank, when Frank called me and I had just run across the street through four lanes of traffic, so I probably was breathing heavy and was warm. Well, but yeah, we had, a, because you said- we had a courteous but spirited conversation because you didn't know of it, and I wanted to explain my side. And you're like, well, are you pissed? And I'm like, I'm, we're, we're not. I'm not happy, but like, we're going to talk about on the air. Like I'm going to let you explain your side, but ultimately you've been able for many years to use this show as your platform. You've been able to use Twitter as your platform. I thought, you know what? I got my own platform. I'm going to say my two piece and I'm going to tease the old barn show on Monday. Fortunately, we (laughs) couldn't do it, but you're also using it as a position of the club for sure to, to bark back about an opinion of a fan of a media person. That's great. No, no, nobody does that. I think they absolutely can do that. Brock? Um, here's... For- like, like, honestly, did you think I had intent to hurt or to say something bad about the club that it was bad where I want to say, yeah, these these guys are whatever, like to infect their efforts moving forward or to hurt those or to be mean-spirited? Like, do you think that I didn't feel that when I said that? I think you wrote what you wrote at the time. And wait, wait, that's not what I asked. Do you think I felt it? Like, do you think that I was just saying, you know, this is what I'm going to say? I'm I don't gonna... know. I think it's a Frank hot take. I think Frank likes his hot takes, and that's what I took it as. Do you as know how much I've take. done for this organization or, or what I do? I, mean, I don't I'm not going to get into how much we've done for this organization pitching match here. I appreciate wait, do you, know, you doing do the you know... show. I appreciate you having club tickets. I appreciate you helping <laughs> sell everything over the years. I'm, that has nothing to but, do with it. If you're going to sit here and accuse I... me... Of because I said what I said on the air. When you can say what you want anywhere else, like I, I think what I said was completely fair. And so if I anybody show that make, makes a comment that you don't agree with, you can go on, go on your broadcast during a broadcast and say, "Hey, this guy sucks," and this is what he said. 
I'm public relations for the Hershey Bears team, and I stood up for what I think the 20 guys in the locker room, our vice president of hockey operations, and our head coach would feel Nobody when we read it. Nobody in the knows who Frank Schofield is. No one. Well, no one. Apparently, you want to keep it that way, I guess. I mean, that's fine. They could very well know who you are because we're very accommodating getting them to do whatever we need. And that's what our organization is all about. We had one player on the show this year. Okay. It's, it, it, the, it's tough because, like, who are we? Are we, are we media? Are we fans? Are, we're, in a, <laughs> we're in a weird... There's no black and white I'm with who we are. I'm afraid to tweet anything. I'm afraid to put anything out. You shouldn't be like, afraid I, to tweet anything out. Like, that I, I said, I, I said, felt. yeah, and I said what I said because I took that as, for our team, the ultimate insult of you, the effort is not there, they do not care, they want to go home. If you said this team is not that good, I wouldn't have said a thing. Frank, I've read your tweets for six years what? while I've been here, and there's very few that we've even had to talk about. This one I took it as oh. that you said our team quit, and that's it. I said they wanted, yeah, they wanted to go home. That's that's I, what I took it as. That wasn't shift by shift, game per game, or anything like that. Like, like I feel like I've been cast now as the villain here. That's tough. and hey, I wish I wish we could have a recording of the phone conversation we had where you were extremely apologetic and said, "Do I need to call Helms and apologize?" Absolutely, I no, apologize about no, it. We, I, and I didn't I even need an apology. I just wanted to discuss the opinion of why I was offended by it I, and why I said what I said. I certainly won't want to upset you or the organization or anything like that. You're more than welcome to have whatever take you want. I don't always think it's it's right. I don't always think it's correct. Part of the reason that I've come in studio to be on the show this year is so we can have these counterpoints because sometimes I would sit there in the office. I listen to all the shows. I enjoy the work you guys do. I always say this, even if the organization, even if myself, doesn't sit there and agree with everything that was said in this room before I was here, we have a weekly talk show that dissects everything about our organization. That is a luxury that you don't get in Springfield, that you don't get in Charlotte. That's why Hershey is unbelievable. I have bad respect for the show. That's why I wanted to join it and help also on the flip side, educate a little bit from the behind the scenes side and bring that to the table. I think it's worked very, very well this year. I just see that as, and look, I think, Frank, we have a good enough relationship that I could say what I said and tease the show and make for some good radio. And ultimately, when we talked about, it, I wasn't yelling and screaming at you on the phone. It You're was a, it was it was a You're good pissed. conversation though. It was a good conversation, like we're having here today. Like I but, felt bad after that conversation. But to come in and say me as a PR person, well, if anyone disagrees with you, you're just going to rip them a new one. I've been here six years now. Have you heard me do anything like that? No, like that's what I'm questioning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like this is this is a J, oh, you're just JD Mather's just going to take away my press pass because no, no, that's no, not J- it's not what's going to happen. No, like, JD was a mess. Ultimate, trust me. Ultimately, we have a good relationship. We're on the show. I felt you know what and I. Here's my two options. I can either call Frank and talk about it now, or I can use my platform. There was a whistle, a stop in the action. It came out of my mouth. It was two quick stops in the action. It was probably 30 seconds of total time. All right, so let me be, I didn't call let, any names, and, and here we are talking about it. Let me put my official position out. The first tweet, I don't take back at all. No. The first one about the slide, because we were sliding. We blew that 3-1 loss or something like that, and the team was in a bad, bad place. We didn't have all the guns that we had. And my point about... Um, baking it in and stuff, I stand by that. Because no one's going to be accountable. If we don't make the playoffs, it's because of injuries. If nothing happens, the Caps don't care because this league has changed and this isn't your mom and dad's Hershey Bear team anymore. This is a different league. It's a different team than it was before. So I, st- I stand by that. Caps aren't The Caps just want to get their guys to have touches. They just want their prospects to have touches and put it out. 
The comment about when I was agreeing to Corey Schwartz, who since deleted his tweet, I was agreeing with, and I just said, ding, ding. I was like, it was just a quick, stupid comment. Should I have said that? No. I apologize to the organization to you to tweet that out. I should not have done that. It was, it was, it wasn't right. right? Apology accepted, but, 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 but. It was not about any individual player, and it wasn't about any individual coaching or any effort or anything like that. It was a macro view, not about a per shift, per game, or anything like that comment. It was like an overall, oh my God, this hill is so high that we have to, I can't climb up this hill anymore. Does that make sense? No, but, but, I get but, I get where you're and, coming from, and I'm glad glad we discussed it. And uh, you know, apology appreciated, not necessarily seen, even need, not necessarily even needed. Look, like you've explained your position. You have every right to explain your position. That's why it's great we have this platform. And I know we've talked about this. The Toronto Marlies, when they came into that playoff room and they played the Hershey Bears, it was Nylander, there's a bunch of other guys that were on this Marlies club and they were stacked. They were done. They were done. I think it was The Bears did not win that playoff round against Toronto. Toronto was, they had like 150 points through the year. They were a very skilled team. Right. And you know something? They came in, you could see it, and you'd hear about it, and I'd hear stuff. You hear about it, and then you know it. And then when you watch the play, I was at ice level between the benches. I watched the whole freaking thing. You could just tell, you know, we wanted this more, but that team, they could have won it if they wanted it, but they lost it, and they were done. And that was what I was referring to when I see teams done. And I've seen other teams that just get done, and that's all I was referring to. No, I, I, I meant no disrespect to any player, any effort, to Coach Allen, to Brian Helmer, to you, or anybody else's effort of what's going on out there. So we've cleared the air on that. Awesome. I, I again, appreciate it. I thought we had a good conversation. If, will, if you want just, me to delete it, I will. If not, I'll keep it up. You don't need to delete it. You know, it just, there's been good friends. I want to know why Corey deleted his, though. <laughs> Uh, you'll have to get him. I was like, hey, him. wait a second. This isn't fair. <laughs> I'm holding this bag now. Wait a second. Get him on the show. Isn't I mean, that funny how it happens? So with that forum, with Twitter, like all of a sudden something that you're talking about is the other side is gone. You know, and they're not like Instagram that, the, you know, you can't really do that because once you delete, the whole thing's gone. You know, the picture, the the whole conversation with Twitter Half of whatever is just remains and it happens. There. It happens. And look, no, Frank, no disrespect to you at all. I think we had a good conversation about it. We had a spirit conversation about it here. I appreciate hearing your side of it and assessment. And you know what? If I if I was to the point where I was uh, ready to kick over a trash can or a printer or flip a table like <laughs> other people have done in the past, or you know, all <laughs> that, that stuff, me. like yeah. I, I I would have called you right away then and there. It just. It's something that came out of my mouth. I'll say, could I have not done it on the air? Could we have done it elsewhere? Yeah. But, I mean, when we talked on Sunday, you hadn't even heard about it. So it's ultimately something it. that it But when did I make that happened? tweet out? I put that tweet out like Saturday morning. That means you said you baked on it for like 12 hours before you— I didn't—I you, you know, I, I think I texted Brock before it and was just like, oh, this is Frank's take. Huh? That was like—I was in the press box at that point. So I didn't see it till right before the game, shortly before the game. And at that point, I'm like, all right, I'll talk to Frank tomorrow. And Twitter. it's just all yeah, it came I was I was doing baseboard at the house, and he said, hey, did you see this? Yeah. <laughs> and here we go. What do you think, Art? <laughs> why, don't, why don't you chime in here? Uh, honestly, I mean, you, you have three guys here, four guys here, including myself, that love the Hershey Bears. We're passionate fans. Yes, sir. You know, sometimes stuff gets said. I mean, it was a frustrating weekend in, in Charlotte. No doubt. I mean, everyone's agitated. Things aren't going the way we want it to go. And, uh, you know, things are said. And, you know, we cleared the air and we move on. Hey, Do I need to call Helmer? 
No, you don't need to call Helmer. You're fine. I mean, I called out Jacob Vrana how many times, told him I'd fight him at center ice. <laughs> do you remember those Vrana years? Oh, do I, do. I have, do we have do to go back to that? Do you remember when Troy Mann, where's Vrana right now? Let's take about he's, him. He's, he's in, in Detroit. Detroit. Playing well, too. I mean, um, they're not good. But do you remember when he year. was here and Troy Mann was healthy scratching him and he was so pissed off because it was playoff games? Yeah. and, he, and Healthy he, scratches. Rightly so. And he was our top scorer. Top scorer, Zach. And we were healthy scratching That him. team was unbelievable that we were scratching Vrana. Christian Thomas, who had 23, 24 goals that yeah. year. Yeah. Liam O'Brien at one point in the play. Like, that team should have won the Colbert Cup. Those guys they were, were being scratched for different reasons. Verona was yes. like an effort issue. Like, he just never tried. Yeah, they wanted him to be a, a defensive-minded player, and it just he wasn't quite there yet. He's obviously <laughs> turned it into a good NHL career. But Troy was much more, compared to Scott Allen, compared to Spencer Carberry, you asked him about a player, you're going to get 100% honest Let me ask you take. something. Well, you're probably not going to get that from other coaches. They're going to more so describe what they're working on with the player yeah. as well as what they're doing what, well and where they need to go. Why was Troy Mann fired? Why was he fired? Why was he let go by the organization when, I'm not going to say it's duplicate or the same, but he was given a rough hand. And he did the best he could, but then he got let go. I I think there's, I mean, the season as as it was, I not in meetings after the year, but they talk to players, they talk to coaches, they talk to everyone in the organization, make those decisions when the contract years are up. Um, Troy was also brought in when things were run a little bit differently. I think George McPhee was still in charge then when Troy was named he was head, head coach. Yeah. Um, and I think on top of that, you know, obviously Doug Inks was still in place. So things were structured a little bit different. At that time, things had been structured differently when Washington came in. The year was what it was. Um, and I look at that team and, you know what, we, we might have been dealt that hand, but look at the hand we're dealt this year. And this is no disrespect to Troy. is one of my favorite people ever. There were games in that 2017-18 season, for whatever reason, we were out of it early. It was 4 nothing, 10 minutes into the game. We were never in the game. We might score two goals late and be 4-2, to two, and it looked better than it was. Well, this year, if we're losing games, we're down to the wire. We're, we're battling in every game. It's just, at the end of the day, they get to play, we don't. They get to save, we don't. Whatever it may be. But, you know, I just look at that season as a whole. It wasn't a good year. It just happened. Good timing went that his contract happened to be up. Um, and there was a little bit of a changing in the guard and how Washington and Hershey operate. And that was the time they elected to make that move. And it's worked out well for Troy. I think he's on the cusp of being an NHL coach. Worked out very well for the Bears and Spencer Carberry, oh, so. who's on the cusp of being an NHL coach, Joe. Yeah. Okay. Do you want a hug? We can hug it out. <laughs> we can hug it out. We get a beer after this. Brock was worried. I'm not worried. I mean, Brock was worried. Brock was concerned. I think if, if we've worked together as many years as we work together, like I just I I don't hold grudges. I think there's a productive conversation, and you know what? Like the way that it's worked with you a lot of times because you have I don't want to say a bit. You have a lot of shock jock in you a little bit. That's just kind of how you operate, and necessarily not a bad thing because it makes for great radio, and it's why people listen to shows a decade plus later. I think it's good radio that we had here today. I think it's a productive conversation. No one's going to come back at our office and go, did you go and get Frank? No one cares. Oh, they're you know? going to be lined up. What do no. you say? What do you say? What do you say? If if we didn't have the passion, this show wouldn't work. Agreed. Agreed completely. And again, I will say what I said earlier. The fact that we have a show that at times has been with, ingrained with the team, independent from the team, whatever. The fact that we have a weekly show that dissects everything from food to concession stand lines to attendance <laughs> to Terry Moore yelling to whatever. Like, right. that is what makes Hershey special, and that is what 
any American Hockey League franchise would absolutely die for to have people Speaking that are of, passionate about it. Why was that concession stand closed up front in the corner? Uh, that's a first time. Both games, both nights, that one. That's of, the most, the busiest it part is. of the yep. stadium. And why would that Shocked. one be closed, but the other ones open? Are they trying to get people away from there? I don't know. So many people asked me. You're in charge. Why Brock? is that one my closed? Bell? I need my bell. Because Gosh, because yeah, that one. Many one people were shocked. One of the main shocked. concession stands was closed on Sunday. Hot shots. Yeah, and, and no one, and that's usually the. And it always one. has a long queue because it has so much business there. Yeah, mm. very oh, odd. Boy. I'll right. have to get to the bottom of that. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not sure why. I know the park Bears is coming open. up this weekend, so the Bears are feeling a little better. We got a little bit of Mo behind us. Yeah. You know Mo. Mo's on the team now. Yes. Momentum, and plus we have a game Easter Sunday at home. Does that mess with your Easter plans? For me, no, because my family celebrates our big Easter on Palm Sunday because we're always so busy on oh, Easter. Oh, I used to use that as an excuse to get away from my in-laws. Oh, there like, you go. Oh, I got to go to the Bears game. I got to go. Sorry, guys. Got to go. <laughs> Your in-laws don't listen to the show, I hope. <laughs> no, they don't care. <laughs> Nobody cares. Uh, <laughs> Nobody cares. Yeah, I, I would imagine that uh, just the way the schedule worked out, right? I'd imagine it's probably not going to be a 10,500 Sunday at the Giants Center. No. But it's a tough game. Yeah, for people because of the and it's pro and you know what on the ice it's Providence we've really had a hard time with they've shut us out three times this year you know if you're gonna win the Calder Cup you're probably gonna have to go through the Providence Bruins it would have been a good broadcast game for TV that would have been perfect it would have been a good broadcast game for TV high viewerships yeah I know our last two games are on TV but not that one we'll have to see where we missed on that one they Fox probably has something Something probably baseball or something Ten Commandments yeah. If it's a 5 o'clock game on Fox, this is what Todd Sadowski told me about Fox. He said, two things we can't preempt on Fox for the main channel are the NFL, rightfully so, and Homer Simpson, because he's been on since 1989 or whatever it is. Joe Buck. Do, Joe do, Buck's gone. They do their animations at night. And yeah, he's Joe gone, Buck, right? See you later. He's gone, right? He's gone from uh, Fox, right? Yeah, he left Fox. Yeah, he's he went to like Amazon ESPN. or ESPN or something yeah. like that. I never Apple TV's guy. broadcasting baseball. Everybody's broadcasting. So real quick question on Hold the on. weekend. All right, are we going to do another segment? You can just do. You can keep going if you want. Oh, okay. I like that. One big long mass. You just segment. want to do big mass. So what have I got left? Uh, about twenty. Uh, fifth. Uh, eighteen. All right. Can we take minutes. a timeout? I need sure, to take sure. a timeout. Yeah, and do good. not edit this part out. All right. You and I talking right now or anything like that. Because people like to hear that behind the scenes stuff. All right. All right. Let's take a timeout. Old barn hockey show. Oh, I gotta take a break. All right, Zach. I love you. Love you too, brother. All right. Segment number two, coming back. Right after this. Go Bears. Now, more of the Old Barn Hockey Show on Fox Sports 1460, iHeartRadio, and Caps Radio 24-7. Old Barn Hockey Show segment, final segment here today in our WrestleMania match. <laughs> so we get the claymation celebrity death match back in the day. Uh, that'd be great. Yeah, that was that would be good. That, that would have been oh, good. Oh man! Well, WrestleMania wasn't bad last week. I watched it last weekend. I missed. I it. checked it. I'm out. sorry. Um, I don't want to clout too much, but the Toronto Maple Leafs and Austin Matthews becoming the all-time scoring leader uh, for for goals scored. If my dad and/or my grandfather were Leafs fans, they would not have seen someone that would have that record or in any way or been able to experience someone breaking those records or getting it through. And for to be a Toronto Maple Leafs archivist or fan, it's pretty amazing what Austin's kind of doing right now. It's almost Gretzky-like. Where I don't know, Zach, if you remember, if you're old enough, 
How old are you? 29? 35? 32. 32. Close. See that? See how I split it right in the middle? Yeah, right in the middle. Um, when Gretzky was hot when I was growing up as a kid, it was always, how many is he going to get? It wasn't it if he's going to score or not. And that's what you feel like with Austin right now. And to see Toronto Maple Leafs records being broken, I mean, when was the last time you saw Leafs records being broken? You know, and everyone knows, everyone thinks Connor McDavid is the greatest in the league, but Austin's got a—he's got a good point. Like, dude, I'm doing this. He's unreal. He's unreal. The first time I saw Austin Matthews, he's playing for the National and he's Team Development Program. Too. He's getting hit a lot. He was a freak then, and he's just gotten better. And he's learned how to deal with the National Hockey League, like you said, getting hit. I mean, he comes in and scores four goals right away, and then you're thinking, oh, boy. That was his first game. Oh, boy. The, you know, the, this guy's going to either set the league on fire or he just had the greatest first game ever. Because, like, Ryan Paling, three goals, NHL debut, not a mega prospect, right? Like, sometimes there's anomalies <laughs> yeah. that it happens. But Austin Matthews, four goals. Holy cow, what a freak. He just continues to get better, and like everything he touches turns to gold. He is he's one of now my favorite players. Like one of the greatest Leafs ever. Oh God, he's one of my favorite players to watch in the league. Look, McDavid is a freak of nature, but Matthews, I think, is just such a pure all-around player. His personality works too. Oh. Like I love it when he scores goals. He just gives the all like like he, but he's so humble. He is a very humble dude. Did you watch the? Uh, I think it was was on Amazon the the behind the, the scenes show I did. on the Leafs. Yeah, I did see yeah, that. just getting to see his upbringing, his family, where he came. from. Did you from, see the Florida yeah. game against the Leafs last week? That was like a sh- monster shootout where we had a four one yeah. lead and lost it. Yep. But it was an exciting game though. I mean, that's yeah. Those are the scary things though for the Leafs, obviously, that people are worried about. You know, I can't wait for playoffs. Like, I want to get this season wrapped up and get right into playoffs. I just feel like a guy like Matthews, if he's going to build himself up as one of the all time greats, and he's already there in the modern era, based on what he's doing now but he's got to have that playoff success same thing with mcdavid they just they have to have that sco- i don't know that, if they get past the second that round. goal they have he has to have situation where they blow that game right playoff but he hockey. scores the winner and it's all forgiven right playoff hockey is different than regular season oh, yeah. hockey and the, will the leafs be ready for that do they have you the know? goaltending for that you know? are they tough enough for that right. are they gonna get as many what's, i mean carbs has got the power play buzzing are they gonna get as many power plays as they normally probably yeah. not you i know? heard a story about him the other day someone's friend with him and he was talking about how uh how his power play is like right on fire and uh, talking about it. Yeah, I, we, got, love. we got to see Carbs real quickly. I don't know if I shared this on the air because we were on the phone or not, but after uh, we went to a game in Toronto, I got to see the Leafs play Dallas. Leafs won. Matthews, unfortunately, was suspended then, the right. cross check or whatever it was. So I didn't get to see him play in person there, but got to catch up real briefly with Carbs after the game um, came out for Did one quick seats? drink. and. Uh, we, we bought some tickets last minute. We didn't ask for anything. We, it was a very last minute decision. We didn't realize our hotel Carbs was right across yeah. uh, from the, there. So we, we the picked Delta? up some tickets. Yeah, we were at the Delta. Yeah, the right. Delta's beautiful. Delta's gorgeous. I love the Delta. Fantastic hotel. So we right down there. We go, holy cow, there's a game. Let's do it. Um, so we got to see him. They scored a power play goal. So Carbs was in a good mood. But yeah, he, he, I think What's, he marvels at the talent he gets to work with. Yeah, well, dude, dude, died went to heaven. Died Mar- 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 that, that guy Matthews, died went to heaven in like one day. Oh my in God. one day. Like I couldn't they, believe that. I'm assistant coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, what? Yeah. You found out about it as quickly as I did. That, right. that whole day is the biggest blur of my life. Like, um, just, holy cow. Brock, the Caps. What are the Caps doing right now? What is happening with them? <laughs> They're on a heater. Yeah, it's a. Hey, they needed to do something because, what, the last four or five weeks, they've just kind of been lulled into. Right. They always seem like they're in a comatose. They're like comat. They're yeah. just like cruising along. And. You still have players that are coming in and out of the lineup, it seems. As soon as one comes back, one goes out. But you look at the whole division. I mean, they're, they're at the bottom of the wild card. There's no doubt they're going to make the playoffs. I mean, yeah, I they're, think they're the in. Islanders are so far behind them. 
Yeah, it's. We'll see what happens once they I mean, get it, to the playoffs. If they needed to make the playoffs, it's fifteen points between them and the yeah, Islanders. Yeah, they're fine. If they if they needed that win yesterday, Nicholas Baxter so, wouldn't be taking a body maintenance. Well, so what it means is there, there's no battle for a wild card. In the yeah. like in the division, like, no, no, right, there's, there, there's none. It's not a great playoff race there. No, it's just not, jockeying for position. Like, hey, this is an exciting game coming up. No one's following anything. And the Islanders got slapped around by St. Louis on the weekend as well, so they just their hopes have really been dashed. So it just, right. yeah, there's not a great race there. While well, it's a little bit more in the West, but yeah, uh, Caps surprising week considering you know we sat there, we were stranded, right? So we sat there and put it on the TV in Charlotte in the little uh, lounge that we had access to and. You know, sat there with with Scotty Allen, with Brian Helmer, and um, some of our training staff, and and watched them really struggle against Minnesota. And the Wild are a great team, but Minnesota took it to them. You're thinking, man, they might be in some trouble here, even after the deadline. But good on them taking down the three giants of the East and and putting themselves in a much better spot. They still have some questions goaltending wise for sure, but you know they look much better than they did a week ago. And Sid Crosby getting ready for his playoff entry again, and the dude's solid, man. He like, is. You, you can't. I hate it, but and, he is. And you know he's chippy, and you know he's dirty, but no one ever wants to talk about it. Well, and like he's got the but punch, he, the punch this last week, and then Malkin's probably going to get possibly a suspension for the cross check the to the face. He has a hearing, so we'll yeah. see what they give him. Yeah, that was. You know what's going to happen? Playoffs are going to start, and then that playoff safety thing is going to just start. Like first big hit, boom! Such someone's suspended. Joke. Such a joke. And it won't be Kadri. There's such a mess because <laughs> he's not in Toronto now. <laughs> He can't help himself sometimes. He's been better this year. But, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. A Crosby, 1,400 points. Um, Malkin going to get suspended. Are you guys going to Elton John this week? My wife will be there. My wife will be there. It's a big show. If anyone needs a ticket, the one that I was supposed to go with her, uh, we will give you a good deal on it because I'll be in Allentown calling a game. So we were not supposed to play. Final draft of the schedule came out. Where's the ticket at? Where's the seat at? 202, I think. It's upper level. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, those tickets are going for big money. They are three thousand dollars tickets downstairs. If you Crazy. What? you can sell your ticket for three grand. What? I'm telling you, go StubHub. Oh I'm telling gosh. you, man, it's ridiculous. She's got one of those like VIP packages that you get the lanyard that gets you nowhere, but you get the lanyard with the pack. Doesn't do anything <laughs> right. for you. It's Elton. But you get that in a bag a and everything. Elton designed the bag himself or whatever. Yeah, it's Elton. So the Flyers season just an absolute mess, but they just keep piling on. They just keep piling on. Let's take Keith Yandel out of the lineup and ruin his his Iron Man streak at 989. I felt like the media and the Twitterverse was half and half in this. Like he should it was the right thing to do and the other part was it was a it was a bad move. For me, I, is that he, right? Yes, I, I believe so. He's 11 away from 1000. Let him get his 1000 and then pull the plug on it. So because the team was just nowhere, that's why you think yeah. he's and, and like I get that they're trying to get Guys in, and they're promising games to you know NCAA. I think I would agree with that. Whatever, probably should just let him play. Then let him get to a thousand. It's one freaking person a game out, you know, Mm -hmm. and put him in there, and then pull the plug. It it just, it's just another just. You should, they should have just pulled a Kessel. Well, right, and that's play one shift and then pull him. And that's exactly right. Pass him now, easy. But that's exactly right. The Coyotes showed that they actually cared about their players. By doing that with private with Kessel. jet, private jet back home and, to see the and the, baby the Flyers boy. just show that yeah whatever like it, it, it the place is such a mess we need a new owner they need to wipe the slate clean oh you want an ownership change yeah the you, Comcast what about is, the coaching change are we are we staying with uh, Yo? you, no no I, I, he's I out he's out any shot yeah no shot 
No, I think there's no shot they stick with him. It's it just it, it, an absolute mess. They're just compounding on just an awful season. So, um, Do they go out and get a stripe? Like to go out and get like a Babcock or a Torch or someone that's a... I don't know. A known was it, coach? Remember, remember what was reported they were getting Quinville? I mean, obviously a good thing they Joel didn't Quinville? Right. Considered. Remember that was like done yeah. deal? Yeah. I, don't know yeah. if, I don't know if you can get Quinville because of that passion. No, of that. Not, no anymore. not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah. Obviously it didn't. No. But yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what direction they go. It, they're, they're an enigma of a franchise. It's really hard to figure out right now. I because just, you've already blown up the team, right? So now you're really at base level. They have a lot like, of good what, prospects. What, what assets they need do they have to get rid of? What assets do they have to deal <laughs> or to back. cobble back together? Yeah, I nothing. nothing. And you know who I feel bad for his heart. Yeah, exactly. He's the guy that he came through at the exact wrong time. Right. Where if he would have come through an organization that had a little earlier, a little steam, a little something, something. Yep. It, it could have been a different show. But he's the guy that's really paid the price. And yeah. he's been better this year. He had a very yeah, tough had, season. Oh, much last better year. last year. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For him, sure. And, him and Martin Jones, surprisingly, a lot of people point goaltending. That, that hasn't been their primary no. problem in a no. lot of ways. So. so I want to spin it back to the Bears for two quick things. Number one, I noticed James Neal running around with his tucked in jersey. Last I knew I that, love that look. Last I knew there was still a rule that the jersey had to be on the outside and the fighter strap had to be attached. I don't think they enforce it anymore. They shouldn't. Well, but I'm just saying, like they added that rule like what two, three years ago. Debo told me that he didn't care. Okay. I'm just saying it was Because how many times have you seen that thing not tied down also when fights happen? Yeah, I know. And I like the I like the tuck look. You know, I grew up through that time period, so it just stuck out to me because we haven't seen that for so long. And then the other thing is we have to discuss we're discussing the Bears' new signing today. Oh, it's a big one. Ethan Frank, top NCAA scorer. When are we getting him in here? He's here. He was at the game yesterday. Um, got to take it in and signed all his paperwork. So it was announced. Um, has to go through obviously the medical Can he play stuff. This week? But yeah, he could play as early as Wednesday. And I Let's and I would imagine. Look, like and, and no disrespect to I any of the guys they have in the lineup, but. He can score. I've heard very good things uh, about him from talking to some of the scouting staff. He's got good wheels. 200-foot player is a penalty killer there, alternate captain. You almost have to play him, right? you oh. got to play him right away. Well, I think it, for a team that's looking to score, I know we've had some success this week, but we struggled in, in Allentown, right? Oh, like we, we have some guys that are on our lineup that aren't necessarily noted goal scorers. You want to give him a shot. I think you you find a way to get him in the lineup um, you know, as quickly as possibly Wednesday, if not for this that's, weekend at some point. Give him a look. You know, Because that's the whole knock is we don't, we don't have a scorer. Like for someone, sure, someone that can get, get him in. For sure, can you imagine if we get in all of a sudden he starts Pull playing it up? Christopher Brown out and <gasps> yeah, you know, I mean, Frank's uh, in. And I look, I look at what Snively did. Small sample size. When he came in, he had to go back to Yale. Uh, for what I know, Frank doesn't have to worry about any of that. He's a graduate student there because of COVID, fifth year, all that. You know, Snively went back to Yale and was finishing up his degree in our playoff run in 2019. But he came in, game winning goal right away. You know, that's great. Anyone can score a game winning goal right away, right? But then he put up, I think it was like seven points in nine games or yeah, something like yeah. that. He was contributing. Fortunately, playoffs tailed off a little bit, caught up to him, and he had to go back to school. But you know, you hope the best case scenario is, is that's what this type of guy does. And then also you hope that you get Mike Scarbosa back from injury. You know, he's been out for a little bit. He's progressing. Maybe we'll see him this week. I, I'd have to check What's it practice injury? this week. What is the exact injury? Upper him? body injury. Stop. That doesn't that's what that's I can not tell my you. Answer. <laughs> he crashed hard. Guy. Take the hat off. He, he crashed hard into the boards with his shoulder and no his one, head, and he's got an upper body injury. No I on, honestly I'll be 100% Collarbone. with you. It depends on the trainer. Yeah. Depends on the trainer with, with how much I get to know. With our current training staff, no disrespect. This is all they want to run, and I'm completely fine with it. Does the player have any say? As far as what? Plan. I mean, if they're if they're cleared by the training staff, and the training staff says, hey, you no. can you can go, or do you want to that, – that's up to the player at that point. But So, yes, like it, 
you know, there's certain situations, hey, do you want to get stitched up now or do you want to throw a bandage on and get back out there? Those type of things. But, hey, if you're cleared medically, but we think it's Have best you ever for seen you to a wait. player that you think could play that the training staff said, no, we're not letting him play? Have you no, ever, seen, have you ever had, seen that situation? No, because I think, well, I'm not, not as ingrained in that as, as that I uh, could be, but I think we look at what Scott Allen said when he was on the show here. You asked him about it, and he said, look, like, if it's a... If it's a type of situation where maybe could the guy play, yeah, I'm checking with my trainers on it. So at that point, when you got the coaches and the trainers talking about it, along with the player, they're going to make the, the best decision. Yeah. I don't think I've seen anyone be overly cautious um, in, <clears throat> unless it's something very serious because they all want to get back out there. You know, This is their livelihood. This is their life. This is what they want to do. No one likes sitting on the sidelines. So I do have to just make a quick um, thank you to uh, the Swigert Family Foundation and uh, Children's Miracle Network for honoring uh, my daughter on Saturday night's game. That was cool um, for her work. I, I, you know, I could not uh, be prouder. The hardest thing for me was to keep it a secret for three months. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, just well, super there's another honored. ESPN documentary coming out. About that, your whole situation, isn't there? Your whole, your whole involvement. Not, not that I know of, no, no. But it was it, her jersey is awesome. They put the the uh, Children's Miracle Network balloon embroidered on the front of it, um, and and obviously the phrase that uh, Barry Melrose gave her during the E60. Um, so yeah, very cool. So thank you. All right, go Bears this week. Couple games this week. Get back on it. Momentum is on our side, and uh, things are looking good for the playoffs here. So, Zach, thank you for coming in. Appreciate Good it. We'll, see, you, we'll see you next week. Maybe Matt will be back. Yeah, we think we hope Matt will be back and he's back with the organization. Senior Hopefully trust. in the studio with us next week. Boy be Wonder, be, be back great. in the house. All right, that's it. I'm tired. Go Bears. Go Bears. Go Bears. If you want to get started in model railroading, see my guy, Brian's Model Trains. Brian has complete train sets for beginner to expert, including top-of-the-line models in various sizes and beautiful train books, shirts, and DVDs. The new Cornwall Railroad print is now available at the store. Learn more at briansmodeltrains.com. Start a wonderful new family tradition with Brian's Model Trains, now in their 20th year. Visit them on Main Street in Myerstown. Put some adventure in your life with a good book from Covert Maker Books. I like reading biographies and historical books, but you'll find over 100,000 books in all genres. Check out the local author section. Or ever thought about joining a book club? If you can't find what you're looking for in Covert Maker Books' large organized inventory, just ask Michelle like I do. Used, rare, hardbacks, and paperbacks. Covert Maker Books has them all, and you won't be disappointed. Covert Maker Books on Routes 11 and 15, across from the Enola Train Yard, or online at covertmaker.com.